Hello and welcome to the Manifest Podcast. My name is Laura and I'm your host on the show where we like to interview some local creative people and find out how are they using their talents to glorify God. Today on the show, we've got Dr. Lindsay Morton. Lindsay is absolutely gorgeous and she, she's actually a lecturer here at Avondale College, but in her spare time, she writes musicals. That's right, all the songs, all the script, start to finish. How cool is that? We are especially excited here at Manifest because her musical is going to be running over three nights and it's over the time of year in March when a Manifest Creative Arts Festival would usually be run. So we're very excited to have Lindsay on board performing her musical and we will be wholeheartedly supporting her in that. Today on the show, we're going to ask her a couple of tricky questions and see if we can get a bit of a sneak peek of what's coming up. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thanks so much for having me, Laura. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So we're going to start off with a speed round to get to know you. So I'm going to ask you some questions and you're just going to say the first word that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Okay. Set. Go. Full name. Lindsay Jane Morton. Favourite animal. Cow. Job <laughs> A cow, really? Yes. I'm from a farm, of course. Okay. What's your job title? I've got a few. I'm strand coordinator for English, assistant dean of faculty. Uh, let's leave it at that. What's your shoe size? Seven. Favourite colour? Purple. Dogs or cats? Cows. Okay. We'll go with that. What musical instruments do you play? Uh, I play piano, not super well, but well enough, and campfire guitar. Do you have any pets? No, I don't. Oh, that's sad. What's your ideal holiday destination? Anywhere my friends are. What's your favourite musical? My first love was Phantom of the Opera, so let's go with that. Good choice. Describe yourself in one word. Short. Describe God in one word. Immense. Good answers. All right, that's the speed round over. So firstly, I have to ask you, how did you first discover your love for musicals? Well, I was in grade six. Um, I had a primary school teacher who I, I just adored and I used to go to her house on weekends and hang out with her kids and uh, it turned out that her mother had bequeathed her over 200 musicals oh and they're gosh. all on videotape. So um, in the afternoon after we'd been playing all morning, she'd pop one on and um, I loved them. And so she started lending them to me. She'd lend me three or four at a time. And so I we went through the whole... Um, all 200? Uh, well, no. Um, we st I started kind of with State Fair and South Pacific and all of those sorts of things and then moved on to Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly and... Um, oh, Rita Hayworth, I, I, Fred Astaire and Rita Hayworth together, just I, I didn't realise that kind of beauty existed in the world. So <laughs> I, I loved it. And um, for a whole year, I, I watched musicals and, and loved them. And then mum bought me a ticket for my 15th birthday um, to go to the Phantom of the Opera. And that was my first experience of, of live um, musicals. I was hooked. Wow. That sounds like you're really passionate. That's good. So when did you start composing your own music? <laughs> yeah, um, well, I was at high school. I went to Lilydale Adventist Academy, as it was known back then. And uh, I was in, I think, year 11. And I wrote about three songs that year. The first song I ever wrote, um, I received a phone call about a friend of mine who was going through some difficulties and it was a pretty dire situation. And um, I... 
I can't explain it any other way except I felt a real urgency to get to a piano. And I sat down uh, at a piano in Girls' Chapel and a song came out, a whole song. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd never written anything before. Um, It was called He's After Your Heart, which was um, in First Love, which is a musical we did here in 2003. Um, The second song I wrote was in an exam later that year and I I had finished the exam and I was kind of sitting there and and a, a tune popped into my head and I wrote down some lyrics and then after it was over I went back to Ladies Chapel and oh yeah that that's a song too so that was my start. So you've got a really big project coming up here in March 2017 mm-hmm. which I'm really excited for. Can you tell us a bit about the musical you've written Jericho Road? Sure well Jericho Road um, officially started only about six months ago, but the idea has been um, kind of brewing in my head since about 2008. Um, One of my besties and I were hanging out one afternoon and we share a love of musicals. And we were driving um, home, I think, actually, after being out one afternoon and she said, hey, Lindsay, have you heard of the last five years? And I said, no. And she said, oh, it's so fantastic. And she put the music on and I loved it. Just just the few tracks that I heard. So she lent me the um, she lent me her CD, and I absolutely adored it. Um, if we can fast forward to a few years later, she and I and another um, friend, my bestie, were on a road trip in New Zealand, and um, I was finishing my master's degree at the time and needed to spend a day at a library to finish an essay. I know I'm such a nerd. Um, (laughs) So they start, we were in Queenstown and they jumped off a mountain with some really good looking European guys. Um, And without me, I was, shame, I was studying in the library at Queenstown, as you do when you're on holiday in New Zealand. I should have said before, favourite holiday destination, hands down New Zealand. Uh, I finished the essay and I was waiting for these guys to land and I took a walk and I had these songs on loop in my head and um, I had a a bit of a revelation, I suppose, and I prayed out loud to the Lord. I said, Lord, I think these songs are teaching me how to do relationship um, the wrong way. Where, Where can I go to find music that will teach me how to do relationship the way you want me to do it? Um, can you show me? And I just, I had the strongest impression that the response was, you're going to write it. And that was so unexpected. Um, But that was where the idea was planted. And about six months ago, um, I got a few kind of triggers that said, okay, it's time to pull it together. So um, yeah, that's how, that's where we are right now. What is the musical about? You've called it Jericho Road. Mm. Without giving too much away, can you give us a bit of a sneak peek of what we might expect? Sure. Well, it's ended up that Jericho Road is my response to Jason Robert Brown's The Last Five Years. His story is about a couple who um, meet and fall in love and get married and divorced within five years. Um, My uh, Jericho Road follows very much the same progression, except um, this couple is Christian. And they have a girl, they have a baby girl a couple of years down the track. So the other thing that people, I suppose, need to know about it is that it has three different endings. So we're performing three nights next year and each one, uh, the story ends a little bit differently. How exciting. Okay, so make sure you're at all three performances. Is that the message? (laughs) People can come to any one of them and feel like they've seen a whole story, Um, but... 
if if I was going to be going to the musical, I would be super curious. I'd be curious enough to go to all three. That's great. Okay. So what are you most looking forward to about Jericho Road? Oh, that's a great question. Um, A couple of things. Can I answer with two answers? Yeah, go for it. Probably the first one is there is nothing in this world like three quarters of the way through the musical on opening night. It's horrific leading up to it. I know people get excited about opening. I don't. I never am excited about it. I'm terrified. Um, But when you're about three quarters of the way through and everyone's kind of over their jitters and the story comes together and you're really engrossed in it, I tend to lose myself at that stage and forget where I am. and, And I kind of... I am involved with the story as well. I can't wait to hit that point to see to see what it looks like. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And the second thing I'm really excited about is I want to see what comes out of it. I think the story, um, it's not your typical feel-good story. The last five years is not. Jericho Road is not. And um, because of that, I'm really hoping it generates a lot of discussion. And um, I'm really, I really am looking forward to hearing people's responses to the story. Yeah, that's great. Open the conversation about is it um, faithfulness to one another and to God? That's absolutely the theme. Jericho Road. Absolutely. So you are amazing because you have written (laughs) every, you are, you are, don't laugh. You've written every single song in this musical plus the script. And all of the songs in Jericho Road are so different, different in mm. like the lyrics and mm. the theme and the, the genre of the music that's played even. Mm. Um, can you just let us inside your head of what does the creative <laughs> process look like? Firstly, Laura, you don't want to be inside my head. <laughs> um, but I can answer the question. I can ad- try to. I think the diversity of the songs, uh, there are, again, two ways to answer this. One of them is that Looking back, this is my fourth musical um, and I've written a fifth as well, but this is this is number four that we'll be producing and each one of them kind of follows a formula, if I can okay. say that. So yeah. there's always a song and dance number in this one that's his, she's, mine. And there's always, you know, the big number that, um, that hopefully has audiences feeling tense and just disrupted and um and fully engaged and so we've got that number as well um and then you know there's the 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 choral pieces that have a very important function as well so while while you're right that each of the songs is quite different in fact musicals are formulaic and because I've watched you know 200 of them or however (laughs) many um I've kind of ingested the formula into myself But um, the other way to answer that question is that the difference between the moods and the lyrics and the genres is very much a reflection about how it was written. And that is hardly any of the songs were written to be part of this musical. Um, My creative process is generally one of trauma. That is, (laughs) I will experience something that's really um, upsetting or amazing or, um, or something and... I think I used this phrase before, but let me use it again. Get me to a piano. I, I process at a piano. I pray right. at a piano. Um, in fact, I think the piano is where I am most honest. Ever. It's the most honest place for me. Um, and the music really helps me to express whatever I'm feeling um, in in a deeper way. It can accompany the words and um 
and because of that, what a crazy group of songs, you know. So I think I think the process is reflected in the diversity of songs. It was completely random except for a few that I specifically wrote for this musical right. to fill some plot gaps. And they all just happen to just all work in this musical together. I guess so. I hope so. We'll see opening night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So be there or be square. Um, I have a few more questions for you. Sure. This has obviously been a really big journey with Jericho Road, even though it's not your first musical. How has it impacted your relationship with God? Oh, that's the best question. Um, I don't actually know if I can articulate it. I haven't thought about that in that way before. But um, one thing I, I found myself telling my bestie the other day is that somehow when the songs are being sung by the leads, the, the music speaks back to me. And and I don't, wow. yeah, I don't feel like it came from me or maybe it just means that I'm hearing it in a new way, but I'm learning the truths of the songs by hearing them sung through other people. And I feel like the Lord's got a message for me in the music, through this music that, you know, kind of came wrote. out of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, one answer is it's deepening my understanding of the themes. Um, one Another answer is that it's it's this... Um, it's like a slow reveal. It's a slow reveal of um, the nature of God and his faithfulness. It's a slow reveal of myself. I, I am all of the characters, you know, all of, them, all of the main characters. I feel like I've been each of them at different yep. times in my life and it's amazing to see it on the stage and kind of watch back. And I think the power of the music for the audience is that they'll be able to see themselves in each of the characters as well. This is not limited to me. So yes. I think a lot of the feedback we've had so far from previews is people have, have said, oh, my word, how did you know I felt like that? Or how do you know that, that I went through that experience? It was speaking straight to me. So um, I, it, I don't think what it does to me is, is exclusive to me, but, um, but I, am, I am learning so much through this process. Wow, that's awesome. So how has your church reacted to your creativity? <laughs> Do you get many opportunities to share your, your songs and things like that with your church? <laughs> Oh, okay. So my church doesn't really know that I play the piano. Oh, what? And I'm pretty sure there's only two or three people who know that I write music. But you're so good. Oh, that's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> I I don't read music very well. I certainly don't write music. I can't notate. Um, it's very much more of an organic process for like, me. It's all audible, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So... Um, one of the songs in the musical is called um, We Bring Blessings and it's a song where the whole cast is going to sing um, a dedication song to the baby. And uh, that song I actually wrote um, for a dear friend of mine, Casey, who had a baby um, a couple of years back when I had just moved to the area. And uh, I was so... I mean, I, I I was with Case, you know, in the last the last few months of the pregnancy, and I felt really um, engaged in the whole process. It was so beautiful. And then Malia was born, and I had a get me to the piano moment. <laughs> and so I just I I did one Friday night. I sat down and I wrote this song, "We Bring Blessings," and then 
I just was paralyzed. I'm ashamed, embarrassed. I, I, I couldn't bring myself to tell her that I'd written this song um, for the baby's dedication, in fact. But um, as I said to her a couple of weeks ago, not all is lost. It made its way into a musical. <laughs> so um, my church doesn't know and um, it, I, I hope they rock up to the musical but yeah. um, and hopefully it'll be a happy surprise for them. Man, that'll definitely be a huge surprise. You are going to get so many opportunities after this. You'll be running away. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> okay, so do you have any advice to someone who wants to compose their own music? Uh, ask a real musician. <laughs> have no idea my my I can't even call it a process but if I was to call it um that my process is so chaotic and so um unpredictable and so crazy that um I I wouldn't recommend it certainly to anyone it does my head <laughs> in um not having access to a piano is really painful for me um but also uh when it actually happens I I think probably people who really do compose in real life are, um, would be horrified to see, <laughs> to see the scribbles on my page and um, and how I attack the piano, you know, when, when the spirit moves. So um, any advice I could give would be terrible. So let's not go there. You know, I think it's so cool though. I think it's really cool because it shows that, you know, you don't need a music degree to use your creativity in music for God. Like if you can't, you know, read sheet music and you can't write music but you make such beautiful sounds and you're producing so many songs that it's created your fourth musical like that's I mean that to me that's the power of God and that's a real spiritual gift and just shows that anyone can do it you know he doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called Mm. and all that kind of stuff I think that's awesome well if I can revisit the question about advice then I'd say see Laura (laughs) Say Laura for words of wisdom. That's right. All right. Um, so where can people go to find out more information about Jericho Road? Well, pretty soon they're not going to need to go anywhere. It's going to be all over social media. Um, we have been incredibly blessed. We have a graphic design um, class on on campus here who do real world jobs for um, actual clients. And this year I scored um, the graphic design classes um, brief. So they pitched to me um, a number of weeks ago and we've had a winning design um, and they're doing all of of the design work for us. I am so excited, Laura. I love, I love it. Um, So they're doing all of our social media. They're doing all of our um, posters, our the design work for our pro- programs. And um, over the next few weeks, we're going to start to um, broadcast that. Um, we'll release it on social media. And, um, of course, apart from that, early next year, people will be able to buy tickets from the Avondale website. But hopefully, if social media does its job, um, people won't have to look too hard at all. Wow, how exciting. All yeah. right, March 2017, keep your eyes peeled. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Lindsay. Thanks for having me, Laura. No You've been listening to the Manifest Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. And remember, if you'd like to find out some more about Manifest or work out how you can get involved, search for us on your social media pipes under Manifest and tag your photos with hashtag faithfulcreativity so we can see what you're up to. I hope you get creative today.